It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Listen, put me in the parking lot, you know, um, with Bears, and I'll go out there and play. It don't matter. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right. We are recording this the morning of early signing day. And it's amazing because the story isn't the early signing day at all. It's uh, Auburn still doesn't have a head coach. Steele doesn't have a head coach. Zach Blackerby, Michael Pappas here with you. Today's show brought to you by our good friends at Fetch Me Home Delivery. You can use promo code 10OFF, 10OFF at checkout to get $10 off your order at Kabuki. Moe's Barbecue and Thai and Lao. It's a newer restaurant to the community, and they hopped on the Fetch Me Delivery platform. So thank you so much for them doing that. Also, want to uh, encourage you to go to fetchmedelivery.com, check out their blog. They're doing a lot of cool things in the local community. Uh, the local restaurant scene obviously been hit very hard, harder than most industries um, throughout our uh, economy. So be sure to check them out as well as, um, yeah, you can download their free Fetch Me Delivery app. And uh, get all of the goodness delivered straight to wherever you are in the Auburn, Opelika, and Lee County area. And you can use promo code ZAC20, Z-A-C-2-0, for your first delivery free. Pappas, how are you? I'm doing okay, Zach. I'm doing okay. How are you today? I'm, I'm good, man. I'm good. We will recap Auburn's early signees um, tomorrow on tomorrow's show just because, yeah, I think we're still kind of on the whole who's Auburn's head coach going to be. Um, so we'll play voicemails in a second. We had like 30. I picked five. Um, don't hate me if I didn't pick yours. It's just, we don't, we just don't have enough time. Um, first thing though, I want to talk through stuff that I'm hearing and then Pappas, I'll let you kind of share if you're hearing anything, uh, or, or same things or different things from me. But a lot of this is from JG Tate. A lot of this is from Philip Marshall and then just various other conversations that I've had, but the Gus firing is more justifiable to me now than it was 24 hours ago, solely due to the fact that it sounds like the program he was running. You know, a lot of people criticize Gus for his high school offense, but the more that comes out in these reports, it sounds like the big issue with Gus was actually just how the program was run. Reports now coming out that recruiting was extremely disorganized, that the hiring process was not fluid whatsoever. I mean, he he would hire he would hire assistant coaches without talking to his coordinators or anything like that. And apparently, over the course of time, there were a lot of assistant coaches that grew frustrated with Gus Malzahn, and I think it led to some other issues as well. So, I think with the way he ran his program, specifically with recruiting, became a really really big deal over time. And that was something that I was unaware of. But these reports are coming out. They're coming from credible folks. And I think it makes a whole lot of sense when you kind of turn around and look at it. Um, And then also, uh, I think Auburn fans want to feel a connection to their head coach. And we've talked about this a ton, Pappas. It's like, you know, he can let his guard down a little bit, but he's really not going to ever do that in the public spotlight. And that includes press conferences or, you know, when – when uh, these coaches kind of travel around the Southeast and do all these different Auburn clubs for fundraising and, and all that good stuff. But when Gus was first hired as head coach, he had no issue you know, making the rounds, speaking at all these Auburn clubs. And then over the last few seasons, and obviously this year's a little different with COVID and all that, but 
He, I mean, it became from it went from doing a lot to doing you know just three or four, and a lot of boosters were upset with him. A lot of boosters, you know, it's part of the job. You can kind of say if it should be or shouldn't be, but part of your job as the leader of a football program is making sure the boosters are happy. Gus Malzahn did not do that, and I think that's why a big part of it is the boosters are like, okay, let's put some money up and get rid of this guy. It's okay. We'll pay this buyout. Uh, that the, All of those things together, it's like, okay, that makes sense, and we can still debate should you have done it without you know having a clear-cut plan because it certainly doesn't seem like they do at this time. I hope I am proven wrong to that point, but – all of that information that was kind of put out in spurts yesterday made me feel a little better about the situation. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know, man. The, um, the, the recruiting thing seems kind of impressive. I mean, if recruiting was really that disorganized and he was still recruiting as well as he was, I mean, imagine what it could have been like if it was organized. Yeah. That, that's the first thing I thought as well. So that was um, that was very interesting for me to read. Um, I don't know. I feel like some of this stuff could have come out sooner, as in like when he was still the coach. Um, that's like, the way he ran his program, though, man. Everything was so tight-lipped. There was no transparency whatsoever. And so now I think... Some of these assistant coaches, which I assume is where this information is trickling out from, that's just an assumption. I'm not reporting that. That's just an assumption. But I think you're seeing some of these things kind of trickle out now where it's like, oh, okay, that makes sense. I mean, it sounds like Rodney Garner did not like Gus. I mean, it sounds like the situation there is he was upset with him. Um, I don't know if that has to do with the hires that he's put around him. I don't know if it has to do with the recruiting situation or or, or whatever, but it's been very interesting to see all of these different assistant coaches' situations. Um, yeah, just the way they've popped up. It's been very eye-opening to me. I don't disagree with you, but, I mean, it's not like Gus hasn't had assistants that have, like, left the program or whatever, you know? I feel like at some point, someone... I mean, he's had four different offensive coordinators. He's had three defensive coordinators, at least. Yeah. So, I mean, guys have gotten outside of the program. I don't know. I just feel like some of this stuff we could have and maybe should have learned about sooner if it, if they were really such large problems. Because, I mean, some of the things that, that you've seen and read and, and some of the stuff that you have just been saying, like, they're not small issues. Yeah. No. You know? for, I mean, ha- part of your staff – or, I mean, any member of your staff seeing the recruiting operations as disorganized, that is a huge deal. Like, that is a big deal. And the whole him just not wanting to do the whole booster thing, like, that's a big deal. And I get, you know, he's not the most social dude, but I know a lot of a lot of coaches would just love to sit and watch film, create game plans, go coach their guys and go home and watch more film. But, like, there's so much more to being the leader of a football program than that. As far as recruiting, as far as, you know, making sure boosters are happy and making sure they feel involved so they can kind of fund your program. There's just so many different things. And like Gus, it, it just, Gus didn't want to do that. It didn't sound like he wanted to do that. And so 
if you're going to win at Auburn consistently, and I think he did, I think he did win at Auburn consistently, but if you're going to get to that next level, it makes me feel better about the replacement because with all this information now, I assume that's going to be an important part of this search committee that they've put together, which is interesting and seemingly unneeded, but whatever. It's going to be, uh, you, you got to think that that's something that folks are going to be um, looking at. You know, the Bo Jacksons of the world that are part of this this program or this committee. Yep, I don't disagree with that, Zach. I do not disagree with that. Today's show brought to you by our good friends at Homefield Apparel. Go to homefieldapparel.com. They have a new Auburn line. I say new. It's been a, it's been a few months now, but awesome, awesome idea for the Auburn fan in your life, or heck, buy it for yourself for Christmas. With the holiday season coming up, I think that would make a ton of sense. They're the most comfortable shirts that I've ever owned. I'm not just saying that because they sponsor the show. Incredibly comfortable, really, really cool designs. I'm a huge fan of them and just their brand in general. So, highly encourage you to head to homefieldapparel.com. Use promo code AUBURN, A-U-B-U-R-N, for uh, I believe it's 30% off your order. So, check out homefieldapparel.com. Dot com. Today's show is also brought to you by our friends at Coors Light. Do you feel like you're always on things go, go, go with this coaching search and all that? I feel like that is definitely the case, but it was nice watching Auburn basketball last night. Uh, I had a nice, refreshing Coors Light. It was cold, crisp, and refreshing. It's cold and crisp as the Colorado Rockies. It's the beer I choose when I need to unwind. So uh, I, I encourage you to do the same, whether it's, uh, I guess it'd have to be Auburn basketball if we're talking Auburn sports here. Maybe if you just, hopefully you don't wait to unwind uh, until Auburn's bowl game, assuming we play a bowl game. So uh, yeah, go to, uh, go to CoorsLight.com for all the information. Uh, Coors Brewing Company, celebrate responsibly. Of course, Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. All right, Pappas, you want to play some uh, some voicemails? Yeah, man, let's do it. Cool. 205-502-4285. This first one is Ed from Orlando. Hey, guys. It's Ned from Orlando. Just wondering about the option of, uh, I think your guy's name is Lance Leopold, coach, football coach at Buffalo. Got an Allen Green connection. Got a number of championships in his background. And uh, I know he's kind of a low-level guy. But it might be an option, an offensive guy. I think I think he knows what he's doing. If you can convince Kevin Steele to stay with his staff and bring him in, that might be a good thing. Awesome, Ed. Thank you so much. Um, I believe that was your first time calling, so that means a ton. Thank you for doing that. Uh, we were talking about this in the Discord, and I uh, highly encourage you to join the Discord. I'll put the link to the Discord in the episode description. So I think there's a few things here, Pat, that I want to discuss. First thing is... Uh, I mean, I think it's an upside type hire, but Alan Green, I think the connection to Alan Green, I don't think it matters because I don't think he has really any say in this decision. Yeah, man, I don't, if they hired the head coach from Buffalo, I'm going to lose it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. Um, Is that better than the head coach of Louisiana? Yeah. Wait, no. Wait. What? I just what feel the I, I, I feel like they're the same tier, but maybe Napier's yeah, but, maybe uh, Napier's I mean, he seems more socially acceptable. At least 
Look, I don't know the history of the guy at Buffalo, to be fully full disclosure. Um, I wouldn't be thrilled about Napier anyway, but at least Napier is like in the area. Yeah, I could convince I could sell myself on Napier easier than a lot of people. Yeah. I, I yeah. I could be sold a bill of goods named Billy Napier. One hundred percent. Someone could convince me this. I don't even Yeah, it took me about three Buffalo, days to convince myself of Crystal Ball. It took me about three days where I'm like, okay, I'm fine with this. And then it's like once I convince myself, it's like, oh, he's probably not coming. I think I could do the same with Napier. Yep. I think that I could convince myself of Napier rather quickly. Okay. That's good to know. Um, the other thing, Ed, what was it? Oh, if, if you bring in like an offensive coach, the odds of keeping Kevin Steele. I'm wondering, it, it sounds like Steele wants the head coaching job. And I kind of wonder if he would want to stay or if he would stay if he wasn't chosen for that. Especially when it seems like a lot of the reports are saying he's the leading guy. So I... I I'm kind of curious to see if it's not Steele, is he on the coaching staff next year? Yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely agree. Um, I had 100% be sold Lance Leopold. Oh, yeah? Um, he was the head coach at Wisconsin Whitewater from 2007 to 2014. And, Zach, all that he did was... Win championships? Um, he was there for eight seasons. Right. He won six championships, lost in the Division Three championship once, and finished tied for second in his conference once. So he had like one down year, and the down year he was seven and three. Where was he at during this time? Wisconsin Whitewater? Was, yeah. Had no idea such a dynasty lived in uh, Wisconsin Whitewater. I had no idea. Seriously, Wisconsin Whitewater and Mountain Union just like dominate Division Three college football. I'm not a big D three guy. That's on me. I need to expand my horizons. I guess uh, he has one ten win season at Buffalo in 2018. All right. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. I I don't think it's going to be him, but Auburn fans would lose it. You remember how Auburn fans like originally lost it when Alan Green was hired? <laughs> It'd be that times like dead. <laughs> Yeah, no, I would lose it. Yeah, I would too. I'm sure he's a great guy. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it'd work. I have no idea. All right, this is uh, Chris Messick from Tennessee. Hey, this is Chris Messick, Chapel Hill, Tennessee. Chapel Hill! Um, the comment made yesterday about um, blaming Chad Morris for the offense this year, I think that is um, um, with this year with COVID and not having any spring, not having any time to – to install the offense is kind of an unfair um, assessment. Um, we all know that the receivers has to read the defense as much as the offense, the quarterback does, and um, and not having any time to practice that, and not having any cupcake teams to go after. I mean, that's, that's another thing. I just I just go on, and also um, the coaching search. I agree with y'all. My God, if if all this is to go back to to hire Kevin Steele, they should have had this was this was thought about way before this Mississippi State game or Texas A and M game or Alabama game. Jimmy Rains has had a hard on to get rid of Gus from from years ago, <laughs> and, and if he wants to get a new coach in there, he needs to put his money where his mouth is. You know, 
If you want somebody, get somebody in there. Otherwise, you need to step out. Step out and let the program run. We don't need another banker from the days back when Terry Bowden and all that to run this, this program. That's just my two cents. War Eagle, I enjoy the show. Thank you. Chris, thank you. Thank you so much. You supported the show for a long time, and it means a ton. Thank you so much. Um, as far as the offense, Pap, I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on the offense, but I, I, I can't look at one thing with the offense and be like, that's the problem. I, I think it's more than just receivers not getting open. I think it's more than play calling. I think it's more than um, Bo Nix's execution of it. It just it kind of varied from drive to drive. So I, I it was just it wasn't crisp. It never really meshed. Um, as far as Chris's uh, coaching point, it's similar to what we said yesterday and the day before, right? I have yeah. I-, I have sold myself more on steel in the past twenty four hours than um, previously. I still don't think it really makes a whole lot of sense, but I'm more okay with it than I was yesterday. I don't know, man. If if it's steel, I'm gonna be angry for probably. A full 24 hours. And then the big question is just going to be, what's he doing at offensive coordinator? Right. And I, I, I think he would I think he would cut ties with several of the assistant coaches. Uh, yeah, I think he would clean house on the offensive side. I, I think he would let go of a lot of the defensive guys, too. Really? I was told yesterday that like, he and T-Will are not boys. I hope that's hmm. not true. But because I think it was yesterday's show, I'm like the best thing that could happen with Kevin Steele is like you promote T. Will to DC, and then you're just kind of like coach and waiting situation possibly. And uh, yeah, somebody reached out to me yesterday and they're like, "Eh, don't think T. Will is going to stick around if that's if if Steele is uh, brought up." And I'm like, "Oh, why?" And we kind of went into detail. I'm like, "That's interesting. I had no idea. I had no idea." Zach, you're bursting a lot of bubbles for me today. I like to believe that all the coaches are best friends. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure you're best friends with everybody you work with. Yes, I love them. <laughs> Every <laughs> single one. <laughs> hey, today's show brought to you by our good friends at Built Bar. It's the best tasting protein bar on the planet. Not just saying that. Actually, you hear that right there? That's a Built Bar. Peanut butter brownie, people. Not messing around. Not messing around. Tons of protein. 19 grams of protein are in my hands right now. Uh, Just 180 calories. Only 5 grams of sugar. You feel great. It tastes great. You are great with Built Bar. BuiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off your order. LOCKEDON. L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. No spaces. For 20% off at BuiltBar.com. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. All right, Pappas, we got a few more voicemails to get to. This is a longer one. A lot of you guys left like three-minute voicemails. I'm like, guys, I just can't. I can't air that. I can't air that. So 
Uh, try to keep them less than a minute if you can. But this is the longest one um, because I kind of like the message in it. Zach, Michael, intern. So this this situation will probably be over by by the time I talk about this. No, nope, we're still here. You know, still here. Gus Malzahn, he was he was not just a coach. I I don't think that I don't think that he was there for the money. I think he was there because he loved Auburn. Was a huge Auburn man. Um, was there for the players and cared more about his role as as being a leader, not not as getting a paycheck. And I'll admit it, I've said it time before where I I want him gone and but now you look on it and you know, I, I think it was a bad choice, but you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. But I think I think he's a really good guy, really great coach. And I, I I agree with you, Zach. I don't think he was going to be a consistent top five contender like Georgia and Alabama and Clemson and some of those others. Um, but he did give great stability, and we have to credit him for that. And it just hurts. I think it hurts a lot of Auburn fans because he just loved Auburn. He was not – separated as being just a coach he helped other coaches out within the university and loved the county and loved everything about the state of Alabama so I just think it's super sad to see him leave and uh, even with his wife his wife made a post and it was super sad and I think our hearts go go to the Malzahn family so that's really all I had to say. All right. Hey, thank you so much. Uh, yeah, be sure to say your name, guys, so we can thank you guys. But, um, Pat, what stood out to that? I, I think I've heard a lot of people say that Gus wasn't in it for the money. And I don't know the guy personally. I have no idea what motivated him. But I don't know why you asked for that much money if that's truly it. But he got paid very well. If he wasn't doing it for the money, he still got a lot of money out of it. Um, and, and as far as, you know, wanting to be the leader and all that, I felt that way too until all these conversations took place yesterday. And it's just like, well, that may have been what held them back was the leadership qualities of it all. Um, but just watching them, you know, throughout the eight seasons that we got to cover them, it's like, yeah, I, w- I would have agreed with you. But now this stuff's slowly trickling out. It's like, was he a good leader for the program? Because I, 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 I don't know. A lot of those things that came out yesterday really, really surprised me. Yeah, I think he hit the nail on the head uh, as far as what we're seeing from a lot of Auburn fans. Um, You know, people calling for Gus's head and calling him a bum and saying a lot of not nice stuff about him over the last couple weeks. Then he gets fired and everyone's like, oh my gosh, we're going to miss you so much. You're right. Oh, you've been so amazing and we love you. And then, like, I mean, you know, all this sport comes out and then couple hours later, people are like, why did they do this? What do you mean, why did they? What? <laughs> I don't know exactly why they did it. Yeah. Every, like, half the fan base was telling us that, over half the fan base was telling us and telling the university that this needed to happen. So they made it happen. Right. 
Uh, all right, Ricky from Atlanta. Uh, hey guys, it's, uh, it's Ricky from Atlanta again. Um, I didn't leave it to my last sports message, but um, one of the things that I think I know that Michael stated was about the buyout and things of that nature. Um, from everything that I've heard, the pandemic really hasn't caused that much of a drought for the athletic department. Obviously, they only had to pay uh, half of his buyout in the first 30 days. The rest of it can be split up. So it's not like you're paying $21.5 million, you know, from the jump. But that, um, but, but from everything that I'm hearing, there's not really a tremendous issue with the LA department and having the money to be able to do this. So, um, I think we could take that out of the conversation as far as that being a, being a problem. Um, but hopefully they get the higher right so we're not necessarily in the situation again. So, um, thanks again. I love the show. Where you Hey, thank you so much, Ricky. Appreciate your, uh, your support. So I, I do think money is a big part of it. I'm, I'm going to disagree with you there. I think money is a huge part of it. The athletics department, I mean, they took a total bath this year. I mean, just everywhere in the country did. Um, but as far as the buyout goes, I do agree with you because it sounds like a lot of that money is going to be private. I think the the $10 million, $10-plus million that Gus is due in the next 30 days I don't think the athletics department is going to have to pay much of that, or if any at all. I think that's going to be a boosters situation. Um, but as far as like hiring the next coach, they're going to have to create a contract, and they don't have like any extra money from you know this past season because there's been no one in the fans, and people aren't buying things, and people are skeptical probably to donate and uh, you know buy more tickets until they see what's going on. So. I, I do think money is is a factor. When I when I hopped on radio in Baton Rouge a few days ago, um, Matt Muscana, locked on LSU, uh, friend of the program, he's like, Zach, is it a blank check? And I'm like, no, no, I think money is, is relevant here. And I think that's one of the bigger arguments I've seen for why Kevin Steele is getting popular. I also think he's created relationships with the right people. And it's gonna be um, it's gonna be interesting because I I do think money matters in this situation. I don't think it's like there's infinite money, blank check. Auburn can do whatever they want. Money definitely matters. Though. Yeah, it does. Um, there's no way that you can have a football season where you have was it fewer home games or was it the same number? I think it was fewer, right? It was Even five. If it was one they they normally have yeah they normally have more than five. Um. And then those home games were at less than half capacity. Oh, by a lot. Yeah. So th- there's no way that they didn't lose a bunch of money. I mean, just based on that. And then you saw, like, last night at the basketball game, there, was just, there were zero people there. Yeah, there was like it, – it, it generally looked like it was like 40 people at Auburn Arena. So, you know, as – as much as we – so, yeah, like you were saying, Zach, the, the money's not coming from the athletic department for the buyout. I mean, that's not – I don't really think right, but they're anyone gonna, thinks it, that it, it is. It will, it will for the next coach, though. Like, if they pay whoever Correct. 6 or $7 million, like, that's going to be on payroll with the athletics department. So, that does matter to some extent. Mm-hmm. And – also, just a trickle-down effect, and we'll get to this last voicemail in just a second, but like the trickle-down effect with local economy, and it's like all these local businesses that are Auburn or Opelika or Lee County businesses that have been donating for years, well, they kind of do it in part with, okay, cool, you guys bring a ton of people here for, you know, seven or eight weekends a year. Thank you for that. 
keep it going, keep up the good work, and you know they you know they become boosters with by that right, and it's just that's not happening as much this year, and that stuff matters. There's a cause and effect to all of this. All right, uh, last voicemail for the day. I don't think this listener included their name. Hey guys, uh, hope you're hope you're doing well. Uh, I think it's pretty obvious what everyone will be calling about, but uh, yes. to me this just seems like a stupid idea. I mean, he went he went six and four. No, the offense doesn't look good, but it's it's a stupid idea because a who are we gonna go, go who are we gonna go get and b anyone we do go get is gonna turn this job down because we just sent the message that even if you have a winning record, even if you beat Alabama a third half the times you play them, which to be honest, is, is probably more than we could expect to beat them. Uh, you're going to get fired. I mean, it's it, we've we've painted an incredibly unstable situation here, just a, a, a an environment that no coach is going to want to come into. So I'm I'm really questioning who we're going to get next. Um, hope it's someone good. You know, I'm hoping for the best, but I, I, this just doesn't seem like a good move to me, Warrior. And uh, to be fair to that listener, I think they called like. 20 minutes after the news came out. So that's a little bit older of a voicemail. But, um, we, I mean, we, we've already talked about all these points, Pap. I just think it's interesting to see what's going to happen moving forward. Once again, I feel better about the decision after some of the stuff that was revealed yesterday. So was that enough? I don't know. I don't know. But for the folks that were like, well, the, the, the program was trending down, I'm like, eh, maybe. But some of that news yesterday kind of makes makes more sense. So, um, Pat, you got anything else to add before we wrap this thing up? Uh, I do not. Okay, cool. We'll be back tomorrow. We will uh, recap Auburn's early national signing day. Um, a lot of Auburn's recruits choosing not to sign today. Um, so there's going to be a lot of panic. We'll uh, we'll talk about that tomorrow. Great times here at Auburn. <laughs> Why would you sign today? Auburn doesn't have a head coach. Yeah, you don't know who you're going to play for. But D. Davis is. Thank you, Lord. D. Davis is going to sign today. So that's exciting. Pat, where can people find you, buddy? Follow me on Twitter at CouchPapTato. Follow me on Twitter at Z Blackerby. Follow the show on Twitter at Locked on Auburn and on Instagram at Auburn Podcast. Join our Discord. This has been Locked on Auburn. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.